Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in on a Monday. It's great to have you uh, with us. What is the uh, food of champions in NASCAR? The double standard that is old Roy. And the premiere. It's the premiere, Ben. Did you know that? Premier. The premiere of Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. Uh, we're going to play it for you in full today. And uh, most days, most Mondays, we probably will, but it'll be uh, inside uh, the ECU uh, clubhouse with Coach Godwin. Uh, a, a portion of or the whole thing most Mondays here on the Patrick Johnson Show. It's brought to you by the Gavin uh, Gavigan Agency Insurance and Financial Services and uh, Carolina Digestive Centers. Uh, in an endoscopy center. I always always mess that word up when I see it. doesn't sound like it's spelled endoscopy. See, I wasn't looking at the word, so I could say it now. Endoscopy. I had to think about it for a second there. When you look at it, it doesn't, it, but it's endoscopy. So I just need to not look at it. All right, uh, so Cliff Godwin coming up. That'll be a bottom-of-the-hour exercise. Uh, we've got a lot of other things to get to, including some breaking news today. It appears that uh, UCF has their man. Uh, Gus Malzahn, Ben Byram, headed to uh, Central Florida. Which I believe a while back we said sh- should be the move they need to make. But uh, That's the move I thought they would make. I just didn't know if they would come to an agreement. Yeah. But uh, it has been reported multiple uh, locations today that Gus Malzahn is close to finalizing the deal to be the next coach at UCF. Hey, they think they're an SEC-level school. you got an SEC-level coach. There you go. You know, it's interesting because Mal, and I, I don't know all the details of the Malzahn money, if, but it's my understanding because they had to pay him regardless. Yeah. They had to pay him every dime that they owed him in the – Yep. Look, it's a national champion coach. It's a guy that's going to – they're going to score points, which is kind of the M.O. at UCF. Score played points. the very best – the very best teams that have ever existed. That's what it takes to win. I'm – what did you? What, I, I missed your point about the best teams that ever existed. Oh, you got Alabama from this past year, and then you got LSU the previous year. He's played some of the best offenses. Oh, oh he's coach. Oh, yeah, I, I was. I was wondering. He's, what he's coached against. Right. What okay. I, was I, was, at. I didn't. I didn't against. quite follow what you said there, but yes, uh, Malzahn, you're speaking of. Yeah, I mean Gus Malzahn's guys won a national title. He guys big time, offensive innovator. Jared Stidham, former yep. Auburn quarterback. Yep. He's in the league. He is in the league. He might have a starting job. Who knows? He may wind up with one. Uh, But uh, that's who's replacing Josh Heupel. Good hire? I I think so. I mean, I think UCF, because of its recruiting base, they're willing to commit money, even though they don't have any, to football. And, uh, I mean, like, you could just drive from one end of I-4 to the other end of I-4, and that would be your recruiting base. That's what uh, the old Green Teeth Goblin did not do when he was coaching there. And uh, that started with Scott Frost a few years ago. And it continued with Heupel. 
their recruiting has not been as good under Heupel, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what Malzahn does. I, his assistants are going to be key, in my mind, uh, in Central Florida. So that's the big news happening there today. A lot of news coming out of Florida today, but that's uh, one of the big stories uh, to come out of the out of uh, the Sunshine State. Oh yeah, there's always the some American crazy news come out of Florida. There's crazy news. There's uh, exciting news. There's some kind of sad news that's uh, coming out. There's a lot of things coming out of Florida today. But, no uh, Florida man headlines, huh? Uh, I did see one Florida man headline, uh, a couple actually, from earlier today, and one a few minutes ago for weekend. The one for a few minutes ago was actually a good Florida man story. And oh, okay. While we find that that's uh, rare, uplifting in certain circumstances, nobody wants a good Florida man story. So that's that's the story there. I'll tell you another story out of Florida. Uh, ben Byram uh, slaving away over a hot keyboard last night as he updated what was going on in the uh, Daytona 500. A wise man once said to me, and this is the truth: if you're going to vote a, or vote, if you're going to lay down a bet on a long shot in any sporting event. It doesn't need to baby be the Masters. It doesn't need to be uh, any of the you know the Kentucky Derby because NASCAR every few years somebody comes out of nowhere and w- the long shot wins the day Daytona 500. This guy was a 100 to one shot. He is a start and park racer. Do you know what that has been? Or he started his career as a start and park racer. No, I'm talking not about even Michael lying. McDowell. Do you know uh, what uh, start and park is? No, I do not. He 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 worked for race teams. They'd start the race. And then as soon as they got to the point they needed to do tires, they quit. The, they stopped. They didn't race anymore. You're just trying to get them reps in, I guess. Just Why have a team if you're not? I, well, the team that he, he was racing for, they couldn't afford, I guess, to get tires and stuff. So, so why are you racing? Uh, you get you get some money if you start the race. Doesn't matter if you finish. About start how you the finish, race, baby. No, not, not NASCAR. Not NASCAR. Well, that's lame. So that's Mike, let me tell you. Michael McDowell, who north of Charlotte, Owns like a go-kart track. Do you know that? Father of four. Owns the go-kart track. Yeah, that's what. It, I, that's how I interpret it. He, he owns a go-kart track. A uh, track. Yeah, it's a karting facility called the GoPro Motorplex, 30 minutes north of Charlotte. It's usually some Tony neighborhoods. I'm surprised they have a go-kart plex there. The facility opened uh, in 2012, and it's inspired by another go-karting track located in Italy. Well, that's why they oh. allow it in the Tony neighborhoods <laughs> of North Charlotte. Was- because it's inspired by an Italian go-kart track. There you go. Spart inspiration from other go-kart tracks. I never thought I would well, hear anything uh, like that. Yeah, well, this, this McDowell guy is a unique character, apparently. Um, he races for loves, so sort of apropos he wins on Valentine's night. You know what loves are? That's a convenience store. They're, oh, you thought I wouldn't know that. They're trucking centers, yeah. yeah. They're all over the, uh, the Fruited Plain. Yeah. Truckers know loves. So there you go, Michael McDowell, the long shot winning. That's pretty cool. He started racing BMX bikes as a kid. That's, uh, that's he just a, loves the race. That's a good story. Did you uh, now? You you said your brother woke you with his enthusiasm. Is that correct? Yeah, he was he, watching he loves it, NASCAR, and it woke you. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, I not. You were not necessarily not happy hanging. About that, yeah. I made a decision, a very conscious decision, or after talking uh, to our correspondent Scott Shook down there. Uh, around uh, 8 o'clock or so, 7.30 or so. Shook was going to eat during the delay. And uh, I kept waiting for, because I'd, I'd watched all my stories that I like to watch on Sundays. Yeah. I'd already watched them on demand or uh, on the apps, as you young people do. And uh, I just decided that was it. I was, uh, when they said the race is coming up at uh, 9 o'clock and 
It's about 8.30. I tapped out. See, I would have watched it, but considering, like, history, the history of NASCAR this past year, I mean, it would indicate now, that they would just move this, it to the next day. By this past year, you mean 2020, not the history is in no, no, no. 2021 because this was the first race. No, 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 2020. Okay. It would indicate indicate that they would just move it the next day. I mean, that's well, what they've been was doing. No, they, so there was there was no more rain coming. Why wouldn't they go ahead and finish it up? They had to go ahead. Better to do it last night when you could capture most of the country. Actually, it was a very ideal scenario in some ways for NASCAR because you had I don't know twelve thirty on a Sunday night. Well, no, but you had the you had the nine o'clock beginning on the East Coast, right? Yeah, that means eight o'clock in the Midwest. Six o'clock Pacific time. Well, the way I see it, I don't think a lot of people on the West Coast are watching NASCAR. Let's be well, let's be real be here. And, and look, Your base is here on the East Coast. It may be, but you well, they go out and race in California. Yeah, it's it, usually to nobody. <laughs> usually to four people. What, I, what I'm saying is that was a, what a way to capture spectacular crashes. Yeah, an underdog winning. What a way to capture some uh, some imagination for NASCAR. Capture an audience that. Much like myself, we'd already watched a story, so we were kind of figuring out what we were going to yeah. watch on Sunday night. And they got a good story out of it. A story. That was they a great story. That was a great story. That guy ought to be booked on every TV show in uh, in America this week. You know, because I mean that was the heck of a thing. A lot of shenanigans at Daytona. Well, here's the cool story involving uh, Michael McDowell. McDowell's is uh, the namesake of the uh, McDonald's knockoff. In coming to America, so I guess that's kind of my. Ryan's a big fan. Coming to America, he was talking my ear off for about an hour about McDowell. uh, Ryan, are you excited about coming to America too? Let's let him talk. They're going to Africa this time, right? I I I guess based on the premise, I'm not 100 percent sure. From what I've seen, you know, Eddie Murphy has like a bunch of kids and like a daughter now, and the daughter wants to be king, but Eddie Murphy just pretends not to see it, so. Oh, now you're really spoiling this whole thing for me. It right, was take, in the trailer. I take mean, the, not the trailer watched... I saw. Take the micro. Take the microphone away from him. I don't. I don't want to hear uh, that kind of spoiler. I don't need that kind of message in my coming to America. I just need laughs in coming to America. He knows like the history of McDowell's. It's a fake restaurant and a fake movie, no, I... Ryan. He was talking to me about it for about an hour before the show. Nobody ever I was in wondering what he... the world has ever talked for an hour about McDowell's. A fake restaurant. Maybe the writers in the movie did. That's how they conceptualized it. I don't even think they gave it that much thought. No, they may not have. So during the rain delay, um, he drives, he goes to McDonald's, right? This guy, McDowell, he goes to McDonald's and gets his crew some food during the Daytona 500 rain delay. Did you see this? I, I, I saw this, actually, on Twitter last, and I thought, the guy with the hat, and I thought this is just some cheesy product placement commercial. Yeah. And so I just scrolled on right by. I didn't realize this was like some legit, he was going to the McDonald's in Daytona. He well, drove up there in the stock car. He's like, all right, I'm going to McDonald's. Y'all want was anything? He in the, no, he wasn't in the Okay, I'm looking at this car. He was in a normal kind of uh, Chevrolet vehicle, a sedan of some kind. Man, at least make it a pace car. What's the- yeah, well, that could have been fun. That could have been uh, That could have been fun. So what a way to finish there. That, might, that could be a good thing for NASCAR. Uh, we shall see. Hey, did you, a um, couple things, uh, one of the big ones before we uh, go to break, we'll get a Twitter poll on this, right? Yep. I guess the daughter of the Lombardi Trophy designer or creator got all mad because she didn't like the fact, remember we were discussing that last oh, week yeah. where Brady threw, there was like the, the video from both perspectives 
and Brady threw the Brady who who had already had a libation threw the uh, or two <laughs> threw the the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to the boat that Gronk was on. I thought Gronk caught it, but one of Gronk's backups actually. It was Brait, Cameron Brait. Yeah, Cameron Brait caught it, but he did, he got it. It was I mean it wasn't a great yeah. throw, but it was you know he did have to stretch a little to get it. And this woman got all all huffy, right? Do I have the story correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. thinks there needs to be some kind of apology. So let's do a Twitter poll. <laughs> All right. Do you think that uh, this woman needs to be uh, apologized to, or, or does she not owe an apology? I think the answer to this poll is going to be pretty lopsided. Could be. Ryan, disparaging the woman's hairstyle before, said, have you, did you see this woman's hairstyle? It's about what you would uh what you would expect. Is it a little can I see the manager hairstyle? Is that it what is? You... is it, can I see the manager and can I get you fired? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh did that deserve a rim shot? Oh, he's Please. a stand up comic. You found that a lot funnier than <laughs> I mean it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. Hey, you were dying over it there. A... I didn't expect him to say, Can I get you fired? That was a little I, I've only heard can I speak to the manager. It's presumed that it leads to that, Brian, Ryan, but, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Cliff Godwin coming up in a few minutes. We need to get that going at the bottom of the hour, don't we? Yeah, we, uh, need, we need to get a move on. We need to move right along here. Like McDowell or McMichael right. or whatever going to McDonald's. Need to get a move on. Get a move on. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Patrick Johnson show on this uh, Monday. It is opening week for Pirate Baseball. Boy, it would be tough to play today out there, wouldn't it? But uh, apparently we're going to have some sun in the forecast in the coming uh, days and looking pretty good by the weekend. Uh, we'll run through the forecast and uh, the hypocrisy that is not so much Roy Williams, but the coverage of Roy Williams. Uh, I'll expand on that a little bit when we return. Plus, we'll tell you about our Twitter poll. Stay with us. Uh, boy, what a miserable day weather-wise. And uh, tonight we're looking at some storms, boys. Could be a little stormy. So we go from this to... Uh, some less than ideal conditions. I think and, I saw uh, where it's supposed to rain for opening day. Well, I think day. that morning. I think that morning. Don't terrorize these people. Just, I don't know. I, I like to cause a stir every once in a while. You do. For some reason, my forecast is not loading on this computer. Oh, well. Let's see if I can uh, look it up on uh, an app. Well, nothing's working right now, so so much for giving the forecast. It's rain today, tomorrow, sunny Wednesday. Raining Thursday and Friday. There you go. That's your forecast. <laughs> Sunny weekends. Uh, there is a chance of storms tonight. Uh, and then uh, we'll start to spend some, see some sun Wednesday. Then more rain. What do you know? More rain on Thursday. Uh, and at least on this app, it's got it as a 50-50 shot of rain. Although everything I was seeing had it maybe out of here by midday. Eh, it might delay things a little bit in the baseball. We'll see. We will see. Opening day uh, for Pirate Baseball is uh, scheduled for uh, Friday. And uh, that will be uh, a 4 o'clock first pitch on 94.3 The Game. I have lost. Oh, there it is. The daughter of the designer of the Lombardi Trophy demands an apology from Tom Brady and the Bucks for throwing the Super Bowl trophy. They threw it from one boat to the other during the parade, right? Does she deserve one? Uh, how should I vote here? How do you feel? How do you feel about it? I, I don't think she does. I could see where it's a little... Uh, in, in this this woman's mind, who looks like she's maybe, you know, unaware of how Gronk and 
par- uh, company party. Yeah, I mean, the trophy has already been dented before. I mean, where was well, she? No, no, the it's not like dented. the Stanley Cup. It's it's a new trophy each year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but why wasn't she upset when the trophy got dented? When did it get dented? Got dented maybe like two years ago when who? Gronk dented it. Gronk dented Gronk it. Gronk dented it. Yeah, oh, he that's... used it like a baseball bat and dented it. Did he really? Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. She does not. Wow, overwhelming. Ninety-six percent to four percent. Wow. See, yeah, it's like, lady, there's a new one every year. I mean, settle down. There's going to be another. Do one. you think this? Where's she from? All right, do some research here before the segment ends. Find out where this woman's from. Definitely Ohio. You found she sounds the, like Ohio I, I think in Ohio lady. too. You found the story. So find out what the originating story was. Where it originated from. And if it was a publication kind of thing nationally, see if it says where this lady lives. I'm going to go upper Midwest, uh, which Ohio is part of the Midwest. What about Wisconsin? Is Wisconsin a good pick? Maybe. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, could, I could, I could see, see her having a little bit of an accent. All right, we got to get to Cliff Godwin here in a few minutes. We want to make sure we get that in. Um, Joe Dooley Show, also coming your way at 6 o'clock tonight on your flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. Not a lot of time here to talk about what O'Roy uh, said. Uh, we mentioned this briefly Friday, but he talked about the Capitol grounds, and that's just old Dagum Roy. And uh, look, I, I, it doesn't bother me that he said that, whatever. But if Kay had said that, if Shashesky had said that, we'd still be talking about it. Do you realize that? The way that UNC is covered versus the way that uh, NC, uh, that, well, NC State's certainly, but Duke is covered. And had, remember when Kay got on the student reporter? Didn't really yell at yeah. him, just kind of made a. I, I a thought harsh that was point. out of line, though. That was out of line for sure. Well, I think that was a warning. Popovich is out of line every week. Yeah. But not but, to a student, is what you're saying. I haven't heard about Popovich in a while. Is he still coaching? Yeah, he's still around. <laughs> Spurs are scrappy upstarts under Pop. Um, I just, you'd, but would you not agree with me? You'd still be hearing about it. The Tar Heels also put out a tweet that they're looking for a game this week. They don't have a game, <laughs> which is kind of con- – they ought to be made to fly to South Florida and play Miami, don't you think? Play that bad, you know. We'll fly down there, play them. Yeah, why not? Why not? I say do it. But if, if it had been uh, K, we'd still be hearing about it. We'd still be – and. You'd be it would be it would have been a bigger story nationally for sure. Locally the media would have been going. I think nuts. Duke's the bigger name, that's why. Well, outside Duke of the borders of North Carolina, yes. Yeah. She, she, it's certainly a much bigger name. Did you find out what you needed to find out? Have you found He your, says New York. New York yeah. really? She's like, from New York? The, the trophy was made in New York, and I'm gonna assume that she oh, lived no, okay. in New York. No, 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 all right, no, no. Keep digging. <laughs> I'm going to assume. You have a homework assignment, and it is to find like, out where this woman is. The, the tax records and voting. No, I'm not saying you like have that. to do that, but it well, should say. Well, she in doesn't the... have a Wikipedia article. I'm not looking for that. Okay, you don't look on Wikipedia. Listen here, Ryan. You're going to look for it until your fingers bleed. Right. If I have Telling anything to them, say about it. What you should do is you should look for, I mean, just read the article. It should say in there where she's from. Reading is fundamental. Remember He's that. looking at Fashion Nova ads. It should probably move there. Okay, that's fine. She could be a, a Betty if she's yeah, from she's, Florida. She's from Florida. What? Is he just saying that to, to shirk off his responsibilities? I, he didn't look at it. He's looking at ads on whatever website he's Are you on ready right to now. tweet out the Cliff Godwin interview? Because I, I, I find this a little questionable. He's right? ready. He's ready. All right. 
lot of back talk coming from that side of the glass today. He's a star. Who is? He is? Yeah, he feels like he's a star. He must. That's ridiculous. I'm just going to remind him, you talked about me for, for about McDowell's for an hour before the I show. Know, that's, that's bizarre in itself. Where he came from. I, this segment is derailed. I, was, I had this big Roy <laughs> Williams soliloquy, but I mean, we talked about that before. Like, we wrapped up the show Friday. It was like kind of breaking news. We had a lot of guests, so we just sort of touched on it. But basically, what did he say, Ben? Like, I'm having a hard time understanding the story, to be quite honest with you. Well, he, there's, because, it's because nobody's getting in Roy's uh, poo-poo over all this, <laughs> like they would K's. That's why you're having a hard time understanding it. He says it's not like they attacked the Capitol, which was, you know, we go back to Friday, quite the news over the weekend. And I just, my point is, had Kay said that? Or maybe any other coach. Yeah, that the comment, the comment just doesn't make sense to me. It just, it just doesn't well, make a lot of sense. Well, he's saying, why are we getting on the players? It's not like they were storming the Capitol grounds. That's what he's saying. It's not like, you know, it's like you say, well, it's not like they killed somebody. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's kind of a flippant way of saying it. Had Kay said it, we'd still be talking about it. Especially if the team had gone out and laid an egg like uh, his team did in uh, Charlottesville the other night. Ooh, that was ugly. <laughs> that I I tuned into that, just flipped over at halftime, saw eighteen points at the end. Oh yeah, knew, it was bad. New went a different direction. They've they've always struggled against Virginia. I don't know what that oh, football Virginia's, and basketball. Virginia's pretty good. Virginia's pretty good in basketball. Uh big game tonight. Virginia at Florida State. Florida State's got a twenty three game conference winning streak on the line. Second longest in the AC. Went off uh, overtime win against Wake Forest. I am kind of interested in that uh, game tonight. I got Virginia in that one. They're a dog. Yeah, it's a, it's Virginia's a, the dog. Virginia's the dog in that one, but it's in Ooh. Tallahassee. Let me call around. All right, uh, Ben, you got an update with other things? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, we got Cliff Godwin coming up, so uh, you probably breeze through this a little bit, Ben, and then we'll uh, we'll get Cliff Godwin here, and it's the premiere of uh, our premiere episode of Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. Uh, for the Gavigate Agency and uh, East Carolina Digestive and and in Scott in the Scott in yeah, you know, well, <laughs> I can't read it. Endoscopy. Endoscopy. I can say it, but I can't read it. Sound it out a few times. I need to do that. I need to do that. I, but it, it's it was not, tough. I read it. I said it to myself like four well, or five times. Well, I do fine endoscopy when I'm not reading it. But if I have it in front of me to read, I don't do well with it. Endos endoscopy. Yeah, endoscopy. 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 All right, Ben. Uh, point is, uh, they're bringing us uh, our conversation with Coach. We'll have that for you in a minute. Here's Ben Byram right now with uh, an update on everything else going on. Ben? Ben Byram here for your 94 through the game sports update. We start Pirate Baseball as head coach Cliff Godwin told our very own Patrick Johnson earlier today that Tyler Smith will start the season opener versus Rhode Island on Friday. Junior Jake Kuchmater will start Saturday's game. And lefty Carson Wisenhunt will get the ball on Sunday. The Pirates plan to start Carter Spivey on the mound versus Duke next Tuesday. He also gave an update on the status of pitcher Gavin Williams, claiming that he would not be available for this weekend's series against Rhode Island, but that he hopes to get an inning out of them in their second weekend of the season. From Pirate Football, Derek Miller has been named Director of Football Player Personnel and Recruiting for ECU. Miller previously served as Director of Football Operations and Player Personnel at Bowling Green State University. Elsewhere in college football, UCF has finally found their new head coach and former Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn 
for college basketball, Boston College fires head coach Jim Christian after starting season 3-13. and 13. Only one interesting game of note tipping off tonight. At 7, we have an ACC matchup between two ranked opponents. 16th-ranked Florida State hosts 7th-ranked Virginia. The Seminoles are barely favored over the Cavaliers by a point and a half. The over-under at 127 and a half. In local high school hoops action, 2-3 and three West Craven battles 1-7 South Lenore, while undefeated 7-0 Hereford County hosts 7-2 Northeastern. From the NBA, as we get closer to the trade deadline, Pistons, Pistons forward Blake Griffin has decided to sit out as the organization weighs trade and buyout options. For the former All-Star, another former All-Star who finds himself in a similar situation is one of Griffin's former teammates in Cavaliers center Andre Drummond. The organization decided not to play Drummond until they find a trade for him. And L.A. Lakers star Anthony Davis is expected to miss some time as he has aggravated tendinosis in his right Achilles. From the NFL, former three-time Pro Bowler and Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver Vincent Jackson has been found dead in his hotel room in Florida. He was 38 years old. For Major League Baseball, left-handed pitcher James Paxton has a one-year deal worth $8.5 million to return to the Seattle Mariners. Third baseman Justin Turner agrees to stay with the Dodgers on a two-year $34 million deal. Pitcher Jake Arrieta reaches a one-year deal worth $6 million to return to the Chicago Cubs. The New York Mets invite former Heisman winner Tim Tebow to their spring training roster. Carolina Hurricanes look to keep their hot streak alive as they've won 9 of 12 of their games this year, which is good enough for their second-best start in franchise history. They'll have a tough task at hand as they take on the Columbus Blue Jackets and Raleigh. Recently acquired center Cedric Paquette is expected to suit up tonight for the Canes, and the net for Carolina will be James Romer, while Columbus will look to Elvis Merzlikens. Puck drop is set for 7 o'clock. From Daytona 500 late last night, Michael McDowell won the big race after a rain delay and a big wreck on the last lap. The last late night win was the first major win in McDowell's 11-year career. Bureau 94 through the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Barman. We return Cliff Godwin with the P-Man. After this quick timeout. It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin on your home for East Carolina baseball. 94-3, the game. Going back, looking up. See you later. Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and New Bern. Also by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. Certainly a lot of excitement. We're very excited. Start of the Pirate Baseball season slated for this week. The first of three games beginning Friday against Rhode Island. And the uh, head coach of the nationally ranked Pirates, Cliff Godwin. Coach Godwin back with us uh, for another uh, series of weekly visits. Looking forward to these uh, with him and a uh, new twist to him in some ways uh, this year. Uh, coach. How are you? How is everything going uh, into the opening series this week? How, how are you feeling about where things are? It's going great. Thanks, Patrick, for having me on. and I really appreciate you taking your time every Monday to be with us. But it's going great. The guys are extremely excited about playing somebody different. You know, it's been almost a year since we have played an opposing team that wasn't purple or gold because we, we had inter-squatted a ton, but our guys are definitely ready to play a different opponent. Yeah, I certainly are. We'll get into all that. I want to talk about a couple of off-field things. Uh, let me just say, uh, boy, how heartwarming it was. A fan had tweeted out uh, that you all are going to wear a commemorative and honorary patch for Cherry Packard, Bryant's mom, uh, this year. 
Uh, and boy, that, that puts a little bit of a lump in, in my throat. Uh, such a nice family. Bryant, such a, a great representative of the program and university. And his mom was uh, a, certainly a huge fan of, uh, of baseball in this community. But uh, at least for me, I'm sure from Pirate Nation, I speak for them when I say thank you and the program for doing that. Well, look, it's the least we can do. And, um, you know, I called PAC um, once things kind of – we'd had a lot of conversations. But once the, the rawness of losing his mom had, you know, become a little bit less where we could talk about it, I said, hey, talk to your, your dad, John, and let's come up with something where we can just recognize your mom because she was such a, you know, uh, an avid baseball fan and loved PAC so much. And – so they came and said, hey, you know, Coach, if we could do um, a sticker. And I was like, done. We're, we're going to put it on all our hats. And then the position players, when they hit, they'll have them on their helmets as well. So hopefully we can raise awareness for breast cancer and also um, carry on the memory of Sherry Packard. Well, again, thank you for doing that. And just what a class move uh, by uh, Coach Godwin in the program and, uh, and by the Packard family for coming up with the idea as well. Uh, the virtual banquet, usually the uh, preseason banquet, but we're calling it the virtual banquet, I guess, this year. is a big success despite uh, the virtual flavor, Coach. Yeah, we, we had a blast doing it. Of course, we'd have much rather have done it in person with all the fans being able to get their autographs in person. But we signed autographs, you know, posters for about an hour and a half so we can get all the people that were logged in to the virtual banquet a poster signed by the entire team, and then just the tremendous selfless giving of so many people. We raised close to $120,000 this year, wow. which is about $50,000 more than we've ever raised before at any of our banquets. So when you talk about Pirate Nation stepping up, and it, it, all the money goes directly to our program, but specifically to our players and their development and just helping us compete at the highest level. So our players, our staff, myself, are extremely grateful. So I've got one more sort of off-the-field thing that transitions to on the field, and it's one of your favorite topics as we're talking to Coach Cliff Godwin <laughs> uh, here. Uh, it's COVID tests uh, and the uh, whole COVID situation. You've talked about it a lot. First time in this format that you and I have had a chance to talk about it one-on-one. Uh, uh, -on -one. What's the testing schedule like now that you're in game week? And uh, what's maybe any COVID updates as of now that you can give on your program? Uh, so everyone that is inside our bubble, whether that be a strength coach, uh, Joey Perry, our grounds guy, uh, Zach Womack, our athletic trainer, of course, our, our staff, our players, if you don't have antibodies at a certain level, then you, you test twice a week. So right now our testing schedule is Monday and Wednesday um, each week, and, and we'll keep that. Um, you know, when we have a Tuesday game, we might have to go Sunday morning and mm -hmm. Sunday after the game with a test. But other than that, that will kind of be the protocol, you know, twice a week. So that's what is uh, happening uh, there. I, I know uh, you want to make sure, and, and I think it's an important thing to sort of say, and we don't say it enough in the media times, when they say there's one of these COVID flare-ups or whatever the terminology is, that's defined by five guys. You look at five guys uh, or five people, individuals, out of everybody that you just sort of referenced there, not just players on the roster, the coaching staff, the support staff. I mean, we're taking it very seriously, quite obviously. Uh, but, you know, that, that doesn't mean that there's some widespread outbreak in the program. And I think that's the thing to keep in mind all year, not only with the Pirate program, but if you hear about any other 
opponents that are on the Pirate schedule or, or just any other programs in the state or around the country, these hot spots, if you will, it's really just a handful of tests, which is, is one too many. But still, that just from a, a terminology standpoint, that's kind of what that means. Uh, and, and you've been yeah, very the cluster. Yeah, the cluster, yeah, yeah, the cluster. Cluster is the, is there is the go-to scientific term, and you know, cluster to me, it just you know, it's human nature. You think cluster, you think I, I think like multitudes of people. Right. So yeah. it's five, five or more. And when you talk about us as a baseball program, I don't know the exact number, but probably with players, support staff, everyone who's inside our bubble, you're probably getting closer to 60 than you are 50. So um, that that's necess- doesn't necessarily mean that we have 10 or 20 or 30 guys that have had, you know, a right. COVID issue. Yeah. Uh, Coach Cliff Godwin is uh, with us. We're going inside the uh, Pirate clubhouse with uh, coach here uh what uh, are your thoughts you know what's the latest as we uh, come out of what i guess was a final weekend of some work it was a messy weather weekend don't know how much you were able to get on the field uh but but coming out of this set of uh, the final weekend before the regular season uh where do you feel like things are right now i feel pretty good you know a couple of my buddies were texting me this morning and said uh you know are you guys ready for Friday? And I said, we'll see on Friday. Um, <laughs> but no, I, our guys are, they're hungry. They're, they're chomping at the bit this weekend with the weather did throw some uh, difficult uh, practice schedules, but we were able to get outside Friday for about six and a half innings and the tarps been on the field pretty much all weekend. Uh, we did go inside yesterday and we're able to go pitcher versus hitter and in hitting indoor. Um, which is challenging, but we're blessed to have good indoor facilities where we can do that. Um, we would do the same thing if there were snow on the ground. So did that, and then hopefully we can get outside today and uh, scrimmage for a few innings, probably four and a half innings. Tomorrow will be an off day, and then we'll practice Wednesday and Thursday going into Friday. Coach, as far as uh, any decisions, because it's potentially one of the deepest teams that uh, that you've had in your time in Greenville, are you closer to making some decisions on some areas, or do you really need maybe today to make some of those final decisions? We're closer. You know, um, Tyler Smith's going to go on Friday. Jake Kuchmenter's going to go on Saturday. And Carson Wisenhunt's going to go on Sunday. So we've decided that, and Carter Spivey will go next Tuesday. Uh, we want to kind of get him in, in that role. And, uh, you know, if there was an emergency, we might have to use him this weekend. But, I feel like we need to put some other guys out there and see what they can do. So we're happy with those four guys being able to take the ball and start. With Cooch Manor, my gosh, it seems you hear guys that play for certain programs, you think, boy, that guy's been there forever. That's kind of the way it seems with Cooch Manor a little bit. He's just a, he's, he's been a contributor <laughs> from day one. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to blow you away, but he's someone that certainly uh, puts in the effort. He's had quite a career. Uh, and uh, just just as great a guy when you talk to him. I mean, he's a yes or no sir sort of guy. Uh, but but give us a little bit about where Cooch is as far as leadership. You got a lot of great leaders. Tyler Smith is one of them, and there's others. Uh, but Cooch Maynard, from the pitching staff standpoint, uh, is a veteran guy that goes about his business. Yeah, I don't know if there's any person in our program that works as hard in the classroom. Uh, he's the SAC president. Yeah. Uh, on the field in the weight room than Jake Kuchmaner. So even if he didn't open his mouth, I mean, guys would better near him. I mean, he'd rub off on him. But he has a ton of conversations with our players as 
Alex Smith, Cam Colmore, Matt Bridges have done. I, I would say those four are definitely the leaders of our pitching staff with great assistant coaches. And I say assistant coaches, and you're talking about Garrett Saylor, um, Carter Spivey, um, CJ Mayhew, and others that also assist those guys. But those four guys definitely lead the way when it comes to whatever Coach Dietrich needs them to accomplish on any given day or from a team aspect when, when I need to go to them, they, they just handle it. It's no question, hey, Coach, we got it. Don't worry about it. And they take a lot off our plate. It's inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball coach Cliff Godwin. I'm Patrick Johnson. It's brought to you by the Gavigan Agency Insurance and Financial Services and Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center. I know you've been asked about what the team's strengths are this year, uh, but for the audience that maybe has not caught some of those earlier comments, Coach, what do you feel like the Pirates' strengths are as we begin the 2021 season? I think up to this point, we're pretty well-rounded. We're definitely deeper on the mound than we've ever been. I think we've got a chance to be really good offensively. I think we can hurt you in different ways with the long ball, with speed, which makes your offense multifaceted, in my opinion. I think we have a chance to be great defensively and really just staying focused on taking it one pitch at a time, one play at a time, one inning at a time and not really looking forward to the future and more so than ever every day is a gift and we have to make sure we put our best foot forward every single day there are three four maybe more guys that uh fit that two-way mold and ecu has the reputation of uh of two-way you in uh, in baseball college baseball circles zach agnos the freshman has been uh someone you've asked been asked a lot about how much do you right now plan to use him as far as a guy that can play in the field but also on the mound he will play more in the field than he will be on the mound but he's pitched great this preseason he he probably will get more innings than i anticipated to start with just because he's been lights out so far in the preseason Ryder giles mm-hmm. will also get some innings um here and there just because he's really good as well so i would say those two guys are the guys that are two-way guys that'll get the most innings on the mound Coach, there are a lot of guys that can play in various spots in the infield, uh, infield and outfield. Where are some of the uh, position battles kind of settling in right now, heading into uh, the the work later today and then coming up uh, as you look ahead towards the uh, opener against Rhode Island? Where where do you feel uh, some of the battles or maybe some of the final uh, position set are are at this point? We got Stephanie Dale behind the plate he'll, he'll definitely start game one ben newton has played great has continued to get better um you know both those guys will catch justin wilcoxon um will catch some as well so you got three guys right there at third base you have zach agnos and alec makarevich which i refer to him as a mac it's much easier to say <laughs> both those guys will, will play third base uh, Ryder will play short norby will play second First base, you're going to have either Thomas Francisco, Josh Mullen, Skylar Brooks, and, and there's a freshman, Cam Clonch, might play there some as well. In the outfield, uh, left field could be uh, Amac, could be Franny, could be Riley Johnson, uh, center field Bryson, of course, will man that to start with. And mm-hmm. uh, Riley Johnson can play center, Lane Hoover can play center. And then right field, you've got Christian Smallwood. Um, and Lane Hoover as well. So um, different options, different mixes. We can go really offensive. We can go really defensive. So those are some things that we hope we can 
utilized to our advantage during the season. Coach, uh, Franny there, Thomas Francisco, uh, if you could update the listeners on, on some areas he's improved in since last year and what are your expectations for him as we uh, start the season? Number one, we played him a lot in left field in the fall. So he took to the position, actually started taking some fly balls during COVID with his dad. His dad's a high school coach, so they had access to their high school field all the time. So he could do that during um, the quarantine, you know, in, in the late spring after we were shut down. Uh, but he, he's he's really taken to that position probably better than I thought. But that's just who he is. He just – does what you tell him to do and overachieves. And uh, so he's a good left fielder. Um, he's a good first baseman. He could play third base in a pinch. So um, I think that's probably the biggest gains he's made is defensively, but also offensively. I think he's more mature. I think he's just older um, and he works extremely hard on his swing. So he definitely will be hitting in the middle of our lineup. Coach, I, I know you, this is another thing you've uh, talked quite a, a lot about, uh, but what other players maybe have made the biggest gains or took advantage of this of this time? Uh, either, you know, just an aspect of their game and all-around all aspects of their game or just got maybe stronger and faster? I think Ryder Giles. Ryder Giles did a really unbelievable job of getting bigger, faster, stronger, and then him and I were able to work on his swing. Um, A.J. Wilson is a guy that um, has a chance to pitch at the back end of our – games and is Scott White's health stuff and he really worked on his flexibility over COVID a lot. Carson Wisenhunt has made a tremendous jump from last year to this year hence him being in our starting rotation. Zach Agnos did a great job. Uh, a lot of different guys. Seth Cadell probably has grown the most mentally of any of our players and the toughness that he's brought to our team and just the blue collar grittiness uh, from a catching standpoint. Uh, has really made our pitching staff a lot better. And then he has just been unbelievable offensively as well. So uh, a lot of guys took advantage of it, which is just a tribute to them and for them trying to get 1% better each day. Uh, Coach, when we talked about the pitching, Gavin Williams uh, unavailable right now. What is the update on, on how things are progressing for him? Gavin, he, he's getting better. And uh, he uh, – um, Threw a, a short bullpen yesterday. Looked really good. He'll throw another one on Tuesday. He will not be available um, this weekend. We're, we're hoping that if everything goes well, that we can get him uh, an inning at some point in time on the second weekend. Just and we're being very uh, cautious. And look, Gavin's got a lot of baseball left in his career mm -hmm. past East Carolina, and we want to make sure that we put him in the best situation to be healthy. So. We're taking it slower than what he wants, but at the end of the day, we're just trying to protect him. When we have our visits with you this year, I know we'll talk a lot about uh, the games that were played, but also the culture and the program. One thing I wanted to uh, sort of end with here in this uh, inaugural visit, uh, that culture is, is the expected work, the 1% better, but there's also an academic side to that. And, and some of the work that your guys did in the classroom uh, for the last couple of semesters I mean, record-setting stuff there. It, we all love uh, the competition that is baseball, but uh, the way that your guys have represented uh, the university and the athletics uh, program and your program is remarkable. Well, thank you. It's a lot of hard work from our support staff and our players. And when our season was canceled, that was the one thing we talked about once we kind of 
got through a few days of grieving process is, look, the only thing we can control right now is our academics. And so we don't have baseball. We can make sure that we go above and beyond academically because it matters for a baseball program, but also matters for you because you're going to push yourself mentally. So we were able to get a 3.61 team GPA in the spring. Wow. And then back that up with a 3.598 this fall, um, fall of 2020. So it's become a culture here. I mean, you're talking about four years. Um, We have had a 3.41 team GPA or higher in our baseball program, that's pretty impressive when you're talking about on any given team, 35 to 40 players, uh, all believing, all pulling the same end of the rope. It's pretty special. Coach, uh, I, I know there's not necessarily any keys, but just maybe some areas you guys are going to focus on uh, heading into the weekend. I know this is our shattering stuff. For you, Patrick, <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to focus on ourselves. We're going to focus on making sure we're um, – Staying in the present moment, focusing on the process of winning one pitch at, at a time, keeping our composure when bad stuff happens, just really worried about our, our team and our culture and the execution of what we're trying to do. And if we do that, then the wins will take care of themselves. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Cliff, thank you for the time. As always, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. This has been Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin, presented by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy could save your life. And by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and Newburgh. S-A-F-F-E-T-Y. Safety. Dance. Again, a reminder to vote in the big announcement, big Twitter poll. We'll announce it tomorrow. Uh, ben, what is the, for those that missed it, it's very simple. The lady who behind the Lombardi trophy design, or her dad or granddad or some mess was behind it. She felt it was disrespectful that Brady was, was throwing it from boat to boat. So that's kind of the essence of the question, isn't it, Ben? Yeah. We just simply asked the daughter of the the daughter of the designer of the Lombardi Trophy right. uh, demands an apology from Tom Brady and the Bucks for throwing the Super Bowl trophy. Does she deserve one? Yes, it was disrespectful, or no, she's being a Karen. So it's up to you, folks. Right. Just vote at 943thegame. Hey, speaking of uh, our website and social media and all that, 943thegame.com, every uh, Monday morning during the baseball season, and we you just heard it right there a few minutes ago, we go inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin. Big uh, big show, as always. So that'll uh, be part of our Monday show, but also uh, a podcast that you could download via 943thegame.com Monday morning. A lot of great response to that today. All right, Ben, uh, good stuff as always. Ryan, eh. But uh, we will be back. Ryan was just insulting me before the show, but that's part for the show. Uh, we'll uh, be back uh, tomorrow with uh, Patrick Stevens. The one uh, source uh, talking some college basketball. Everybody in uh, college basketball in the state this year is kind of uh, stinky. Uh, we'll find out why and uh, what it's looking like as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Stay tuned when uh, you get on the other side of this break. Joe Dooley.
will be uh, on the radio. It's the Joe Dooley Show, and that's coming your way next.